Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I know I speak on behalf of basically anybody who is living right now in New York and living across the 50 states of America. Thank heavens the month of March is over. Thank heavens. Now, the harsh reality of everything that we are dealing with, if you took a peek and you saw what's going on in China as far as how they're trying to get their professional sports leagues back in order, had a little bit of a setback. They were thinking they were going to get going in early April. That does not happen. We know the... NBA, the NHL, and Major League Baseball are months, get ready for it, folks, months away from resuming action. So the sad reality of everything going on with all world being the way that it is, the city being the way that it is, our healthcare workers in dire need of all the help they can possibly get, normalcy will not be something that is on the horizon coming up in April. And... That's tough pill to swallow, but much like we got through the second half of the month of March, even though many of these days, I got to be honest, they kind of blend together. In many ways, it kind of feels like that like terrible version of Groundhog Day over and over and over again. Um, that's where we're at, and that's where we'll be, and I guess we'll continue to do what we've done, which is try to distract and try to take away from a lot of the anxiety and the uneasiness and a lot of stress that many of you guys have going on right now in your lives. And I know I feel that way as well. And the world of sports is not there to comfort us right now, but we're here. You guys are here. The old games that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Today I sat down and Watched Game 5 of the 99 American League Championship Series with the Yankees and the Red Sox. And it's just crazy to think about how dominant those Yankee teams were. I mean, it just it blows your mind anytime you watch any of those games. Red Sox had a good team. They didn't even compare to what the Yankees were running out there. And obviously, we know how Boston was able to close the gap in 2003 and 2004. But I watched that early in the day. It was like a random game. I literally typed in... 1990-something ALCS, and this game came on my radar. YouTube is a thing of beauty, and 
all of a sudden I dove in, I started watching. Great at bats, bullpen work by the Yankees. You know what was wild? And I didn't remember this at the time. Obviously, I watched these games as a kid, but Fox kept panning to George Steinbrenner in the crowd. And, you know, in 96, he's there, but he's up in the box. You know, he wasn't right up on the field. Fenway Park, though, different story. He is sitting like two rows away from the Yankee dugout. He's got the big Yankee jacket on. He's got the Yankee hat on. And the eighth inning, the Yankees are walking a couple of guys. So it's like, we got to make sure if we're a tech director, we got to make sure if I'm running that broadcast that I'm getting as many angry shots of George Steinbrenner as humanly possible. And Fox did a fabulous job of doing so. Because the Yankees walked like four guys in the inning. Mendoza ended up working out of bases loaded and one out. But with each passing walk, you see like that stern growl. And then you see Steinbrenner basically take his hands and bat it right into his legs when the bases ended up being loaded. And that was in 1999. That was when the Yankees were at the peak of their greatness in 98, 99, 2000, winning three straight championships. So if that was the reaction from George, then I can only imagine what some of those battles must have been like with Billy Martin in the late 70s and the early 80s or those 80s teams that scored a whole lot of runs but couldn't get anybody out. I mean, to be a fly in the wall watching a good majority of those games with George Steinbrenner, that's something I would maybe in another life love to do. But the other game I stumbled upon today, and the reason I knew it was on not social media, not Twitter, but Scotty Van Pelt, CSPN Sports Center, which I guess is profiling a football, a baseball, basketball, all sorts of games over the next few weeks. Kind of like with what we're doing here at WFAN, where you had some classic games from 2009 in the regular season. You're going to get the Johan Santana no-hitter. You're going to get the Castillo game, which, I mean, was an absolute thrill if you're a Yankee fan. It was misery if you're a Mets fan. But on Friday, you're going to get, to me, one of the more emotional scenes that you were ever going to see at a ballpark. And that, of course, is when baseball resumed for the first time here in New York after September the 11th. And... Both teams were on the road. I want to say the Yankees were in Chicago. I want to say the Mets were in Pittsburgh when it got going, those first couple of dates. But then you knew the Mets returning home on a Friday night were going to have that first game, taking on their arch nemesis, taking on their hated rival of the 1990s, Chipper Jones, Greg Maddox, John Smoltz, Andrew Jones, and the Atlanta Braves. And... You see the scene before the game. Mark Anthony doing the national anthem. All the players wearing the first responders hats, whether it was the FDNY or the NYPD or the Port Authority police, they had them all covered. And I think for a lot of people on that given day, and you could even sense it first inning or two in the stadium, it did not feel normal. I think a lot of people coming back after the tragic events of September the 11th, we're kind of trying to figure out, is it okay for us to be here? Is it safe for us to be here? Are we allowed to let out a 
cheer or a boo or any of the emotions that we would normally have throughout nine innings of a baseball game because our city had been attacked. Our country had been attacked only a couple weeks earlier. The reminder weeks after the fact was most certainly there with that cloud that hovered around lower Manhattan. That's awful, vile, oh, sickening stench from all of the loss and all of the death still lingered. So I know for many, it was like, all right, what do we do? That all changed in the bottom half of the eighth inning. And with one swing of the bat, and I would argue by far and away, his most important swing of the bat, wearing a Mets uniform. And this comes from a guy who's a future, you know, soon to be Hall of Famer after the fact. This is a guy who's one of the greatest catchers of all time, one of the best hitting catchers, if not the best hitting catcher of all time. The bomb off the bat of Mike Piazza, crushing the Steve Carse pitch, hitting it over the fence, sending Shea into this euphoric cheer. It was right then and there. You're witnessing a moment that gives you chills. You're witnessing a moment that gives you goosebumps. And even as a kid who was in the eighth grade at the time, and I'll never forget watching the game, it dawned on me right then and there. This, my friends, is bigger than sports. This is part of the process of watching a city find its footing once again. Because at that given moment, you knew, okay, at some point, we're going to find our way back to normal. We're going to find our way doing what we always love to do. Of course, the world has changed. Of course, the victims of September 11th were always going to be in your heart. But trying to shake that American way of life. That was in question those weeks after 9-11. Piazza's Homer. Having a crowd cheer. Having a crowd celebrate. Smiling. Laughing. Remembering what it's like to be a Mets fan, a New Yorker. All those emotions were in play after that given game. And it had me thinking today as we die for these games and long for these games to come back. And we know it's not going to be for quite a while. And we know that these next couple weeks and these next couple months are going to be very, very tough. They're not going to be easy on anybody from a health standpoint, from an economic standpoint, you name it. But I'm wondering, what moments for you when you're watching a sporting event kind of transcend sports? And there are a couple that come to mind. The Mets and their home run and Piazza and his home run in 2001 is obviously the first example and it's on our minds after maybe watching the game earlier in the day. But if you fast forward later on that month, the Yankees were able to do the exact same thing with their fan base and allowing the folks who grew up rooting for the pinstraps to have their place where they could let out a cheer and go nuts. 
and be reminded of why they love what they love. And that was throughout that 2001 postseason, which, without a doubt, was the most emotional postseason the Yankees have ever played. And it's crazy to think about because 95 talked about it yesterday with Mattingly and how special it was for him to be there. 96, the idea of the Yankees just winning it for the first time since 78. That like raw newness of it. You can't match that. But from just the idea of the Yankees trying to win it for the city of New York, you could sense it. And you felt like there was really a little divine intervention in a lot of these games leading into that World Series where the Yankees were down two games to nothing against the Oakland A's. You know, a lot of people forget that about 2001. The Yankees were down 2-0 and lost the first two games at Yankee Stadium. It was over. Jeter with the foot play. Messina, seven shutout innings. Posada with a home run off of Barry Zito. Game life. And when they got that series back for a game number five, there was not a doubt in anybody's mind that the Yankees were going to find a way to win. And they did. And I remember the celebrations after each of those series. As fired up as the crowd was, you could tell it was different. They weren't spraying champagne and going crazy. Yet Joe Torre after the Mariners series. And remember, that Mariners series, they took on a team that won 116 games that year. Mariners were off the charts in 2001 with Ichiro, who was the rookie of the year and the MVP. Brett Boone had a great year. You had Freddie Garcia. You had Jamie Moyer. Kaz Sasaki in the bullpen. I mean, that Mariner team was great. And the Yankees whooped them. And they whooped them in five games. And they had moments at the stadium in which you could feel the emotion. But the emotion was taken to another level. Game three of that series. And I'll never forget game three of that series because this is at a time in New York City, folks, where even a month plus after the 9-11 attacks, you're hearing about anthrax. You're hearing about all sorts of crazy stuff that's going on in the world and how our military and how our counterintelligence and how law enforcement is trying to protect us. So even going into that World Series, it was like, wow, there is an uneasy feeling. And that feeling was that much crazier when you found out President Bush was going to be throwing out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium. With everything going on, the president coming to Yankee Stadium to throw out a first pitch seemed crazy. And say what you want about George W. Bush, whether you like him, hate him, somewhere in between. That moment, when he warmed up underneath Yankee Stadium, put on the bulletproof vest, put on that World Series jacket, or that uh, FDNY jacket, I should say, with his name on it. Remember it well. Put it on. Went out to that mound, raised his arm, And delivered a BB of a strike. Right down the middle, he was everybody's president. And it was one of those moments watching it where, even if you were rooting like crazy against the Yankees, or rooting for the Yankees, you're like, wow, we're in this together. We are absolutely positively in this together. And there are like three or four moments in that 2001 year from Piazza's home run, the Yankee playoff run, Seeing President Bush on the mound and then game four and game five, which were storybook type endings for the New York Yankees. Those are moments you watch where you said, you know what? This is way bigger than just the idea of the Yankees trying to win a world championship 
or the Mets trying to catch the Braves to win the National League East. This is about a city. This is about people healing and coming together. And obviously everything that's going on in the world right now is very, very different than even the tragedy of September 11th. This is a silent killer. This is something we don't have an answer for. That healing process is going to involve a whole lot of social distancing, a whole lot of people staying inside, and very tough weeks and tough months ahead. But we should use that healing power, like we saw after September 11th, as an example. People coming together, people working together, and sports having that beautiful healing power of combining so many different elements. I hope it happens at some point down the line. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.